Well, they say a lady loves it when you have a deep, deep voice. You know, it makes them feel like that you're a man who uh, has substance to what he says, even if it's not the loudest in the room. Well, <laughs> I'm actually just being quiet because I don't want to wake up anyone in the household since I don't own a home and I have to, you know, be abiding to others like I'm 12 years old and not wake up my parents. And I'm starting to turn the Bill Clinton right now. I'm starting to realize, oh, Monica. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess you could say there's a reason why they call me the quiet one. Because every time I speak, their ears perk like a bat in the night. But I'm not talking about Batman. I'm talking about Batman and beyond. Because... I will seek beyond the ozone layer when you put the light up in the sky. But yeah, I am Bruce Wayne. If uh, he decide to put all of his stuff out on the YouTube and Spotify and all these public apps for you to consume how rich he is and... You get to see how rich I'm not. I can't even afford soundproof room, so you have to hear me whisper. But I disguise it as, hey, I'm just here to pick up the ladies without trying. And now I'm starting to sound like Matthew McConaughey. Well, this is a fool's gold of a rush. <laughs> how to lose a guy in 10 days. This is how you lose all your audience members in 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to episode 224 of the Off Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. <clears throat> I have to speak so low that it's actually making my throat clog up. Well, it's kind of like when uh, they get really low. A few things clog up. And I say, welcome to my septic tank that I rent. Um... <laughs> More like I'm a skeptic in your tank. Oh, because baby, you about to get a tank full of debt. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome to episode 224 of the Off Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Yeah, you get a little high voice. <clears throat> I feel like this fucks up your voice more than talking loud. Uh, but yeah, recording this at 5.52 a.m. Eastern on October 2nd, 2023 for the archives. I'm like a nice puppy that you take out for a walk. Once you realize that I will... uh pause on demand <laughs> you uh, record me dvr it and then you watch it later like how dvr used to work but now we have sunday ticket for football and i am just one long sunday ticket show because you watch me so much in abundance to realize damn as much as i enjoy that it did absolutely nothing productive to progress me in my life kind of like watching football <laughs> But, I don't know, I think watching football is very productive. I get motivated. I used to get, when I used to go to the gym as a young man, when I first started going to the gym, where I started paying for memberships and shit, I was, you know, I did like most people, you run on the cardio, you go to Planet Fitness, you know, they'll have all the TVs and stuff, and... I would get really motivated when I would watch a basketball game. Because, like, man, I want to be in shape like these guys, you know, run up and down and being able to jump and shit as you're running on a stationary hamster wheel, of which is basically what a treadmill is, is basically the human hamster wheel. It's like, yeah, hamsters stay in shape by going on a hamster wheel. But... It's not really normal to run in place on a moving thing. 
There's nothing in real life that translates to that. No marathoner, no sprinter gets faster by running on a treadmill. It's supposed to be there for convenience. It's kind of like the highway. The highway was originally designed to just be military emergency landings. But of course, us people were like, oh, we need that. It would be so much easier to travel. And we're like, all right, I guess we'll just put randoms on the road because you know what? Once every eight years, we might have to make an emergency landing on this big-ass 80-mile highway. Just add a few more miles. Then you have Spaghetti Junction. Oh, we'll just make cool little designs where you have things wrap around. Roundabouts, turnarounds, merging interstates, express lanes, the Peach Pass, the Sun Pass. And now it's just one big business. That's why it's called the Eisenhower Project. But... What was I talking about? Shit. <laughs> what was I comparing the interstate to? Dag nabbits. I am. Woo. Alrighty, Clint. You've already lost the buzz in this town. Kind of like a bee waiting to sting you around. I didn't know there were snakes in Georgia. But, uh. I have been, uh bitten in the back a few times (laughs) and swallowed whole be like one of those videos where it's like oh look at this snake swallow a koala and then their stomach just expands to the size of a koala and then over like nine hours it will digest supposedly it's like the old myth that if a bee i think it's a bee if a bee stinks you it will die and i'm like I don't think that's true. That bee doesn't sting you, and then 10 minutes later, just like, that was God's calling. God put me on this earth to sting someone. And then, what? I don't think that stuff is true. I don't think, I'm not a believer that you can only lose a tooth one time in the same spot. It falls out once, but if you lose it again over your lifetime, it'll never grow back. I'm like... People literally break their fucking kneecaps like nine different times and they just get different surgeries, different this. And they just pop things back in place. But you're telling me if I lose my big two front teeth, I'm gonna just never be able to grow them again? Kind of like that woman, Blueface's baby mother, Chris, Croissant, <laughs> Croissant Rock. I think it's Croissant, Croissant, Croissant. Well, she's missing some teeth, and but she has these uh, implants in the middle. But that's beside the point. I saw a video or, or the other day, or heard a video, where it was like, hey, yes, she has one of those where it just pops in. That's why she's able to take it in and out. But she would have been better to get an implant. Who gives a fuck? All dental stuff is a scam. It should not cost $8,000 for a root canal. It should not cost... You know, $5,000 just to put some braces in. Like, it's absurd. Like, I'm sorry, if my kid needs braces by age of seven, you better build some confidence and deal with the crooked teeth. You get plenty of pussy with crooked teeth. I do not give a single fuck. If If a girl rejects you because you have a left tooth that's a little crooked, you know what? She's probably gonna do crack and she's in the least of her problem. And she's gonna wish she had crooked teeth. Because you're going to be a stand-up guy, you're going to be making great money, you're going to have a great life, and you're going to find a beautiful wife that does not give a fuck. They get a left tooth that slants a little to the left, because you know what? As long as you slant her to the left, everything will be just right. Um, <laughs> Look at me projecting my kid's future. Because I have a crystal ball. And I'm seeing your future better than these psychics. Because... They call me Psychic Ann because I am psychic and then some. Not really, but I am a believer in putting confidence in youth. I think that's kind of an issue. We have too many pessimists. We have too many pessimistic peers, too many pessimistic parents, too many pessimistic uh, people that we tutor, right? People that look up to us. And I think that's why 
people. Like, all dental stuff is and cosmetic stuff. Like, girls, they get boob jobs and big booty lifts. I think in a lot of cases, you know, people make the arguments like, oh, it's a person's choice. You know, people have the right to do what they want. It's not that people don't have a right to do what they want with their body. But what you got to take in the factors is the reason why they feel they need to do that to get whatever they want out of it is because they lack a lot of self-confidence and they really lack awareness of what people actually want. Because let's be honest, most girls get a booty lift or a butt lift or a facelift or start doing shit to their face when they feel like their dating value has gone down if they're a single woman now. Or if they feel the older they get, the less you know appealing they are to the type of men they want, that may be true. But if you thinking a butt lift is going to make a man with money or a man with means or a respectable man want to be with you more, it's not. It's going to be what you can do with the butt you have. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. If you can't work with the smaller to mid butt you have, what is getting a bigger butt going to do? It's like a guy. You know what? You can give a guy with an average size Johnson and give him double it. The Johnson and Johnson. Um, <laughs> if you do double his Johnson, it is the Johnson and Johnson. Because uh, once you shoot him up, you do not know the effectiveness of it. Um, <laughs> if he has, you know, he has mastered, if he hasn't mastered his maximum sexual potential with what he has giving him a bigger thing that he doesn't know what to work with it might even kill him worse it's like hey you got a bigger thing it should be easier but you're realizing you're still so so it's because knowledge is power size does not get you uh realized size just makes it where it's like damn this is pretty nice. <laughs> Men don't lie at all. Um, <laughs> gotta love when these women gas you up. I've had many women in my life gas me up like, oh my God. I'm not, you know what? I'm getting too detailed. You know what? But you get, every guy knows what I'm saying. You know what? When you put up a below average performance for yourself and they're like, that was great. And you're like... the fuck sorry there was just a weird ass noise in my air conditioner it makes me feel like there's a rabbit in there <laughs> about to pull a rabbit out of my hat because uh, i am a cat in the hat because i'm scared like a pussy right now um <laughs> i guess i gotta do a rhyme he who rabbits hair me no rabbit care I got habits that bear booty cheek. Hoo hoo hoo. It's pretty flat there. Um, <laughs> maybe you should get a butt lift. Um, <laughs> uh, Horton, here's a who. The fuck said that. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I. But yeah, you know, a lot of people just lack self-confidence in themselves. But it's beyond confidence. It's what we actually think is important. It's what we actually think when we do these extreme things of what people want. For me, you know, it's why guys, you know, guys take steroids. It's why girls get boob jobs. Face fillers is like why guys will put fucking synthol oil on their biceps. It's like it doesn't even look good. Have just smaller, natural, built biceps. And all your problems are fine. Like, going around looking like a cartoon Popeye, but you can't even lift shit with it. Like, you know what's worse than being small or being meh? Being big and you can't lift shit. That is the worst. There's nothing worse than when you look big and strong and then when you see and then when they see you lift and you're like they're like slightly disappointed, like you disappointed them by just existing and having 
good physical appearance genetics that don't always translate to benching or squatting or deadlifting a shitload of weight, but just looks fucking good. It's like, it's like, who did I dis? How are you going to be disappointed of some you never had? Like, that's the crazy shit. Like, when people always talk about sports or in anything, oh, that person wasted their talents and potential. It's like, why the fuck does it matter to you? Who gives a fuck? It's that, you know what? It was theirs to use or not use. No one tells you you had the potential to fucking learn how to cook something in your life. And what do you do? You go get Lunchables, you sack of shit. Um, <laughs> it's like most of y'all don't even know how to butter some bread correctly. Um, I once dated a girl who honestly did not know how to use a toaster. What I mean is, she kept putting toast. She was making me breakfast one day, right? She uh, spent the night. And uh, let's just say I toasted some buns as well. Um, but she over-toasted. Um, she was like, I'm going to make you some breakfast, right? I was like, good luck finding something to use. Um, <laughs> so... She was going to make me say, like, I'm going to make you omelet. I'm going to make you some toast, jelly. It's like, thanks, but it's not really like making me breakfast. You know, I'm thinking about making me breakfast. I think, you know, making pancakes from scratch, you know, type of shit. But you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. You got to love what you get. Appreciate what you receive, right? She burned. I had a loaf of bread, like half a loaf. She went through six pieces. She came in there. She's like... I'm so sorry, but I kind of messed up the bread. I'm like, what do you mean? She showed me it. I'm like, I mean, they were burnt black. I mean, they look like just one big bear paw of bread. And I'm like, you didn't think after the first time you burned it, maybe changing some? Or how about the second set you did? Once you burned four pieces of toast, you didn't think about, hey, I'm doing something wrong. Let me just ask or whatever the fuck. And I'm like. Did you, like, double toast it? I go in there. And she had the knob all the way. The other way. The dark side. (laughs) It went to the dark side. Luke, I am your father. That's what the toaster said to the bread. (laughs) Clint, um, the bread, I am your father. Um, (laughs) I'm going to age you faster than eugenics. Um, Um... and that's when I realized, like, wow, some women are dumb as fuck. Um, <laughs> no, but some people are. And I was like, oh, this is the generation I'm in. Like, can't even toast some bread. And so I went over there. I was like, yeah, that's because you have the knob all the way over here. How about you just, I turned it to where a relative spot should be. She used another two pieces, and she finally got it correct. And, you know, she made the omelet. It was nice. She brought it to me. I said, thanks. A few other things took place. And I was like, eh, what? What? You know, eh, you know, six pieces of toast. Eh, you know what? It happens to everyone. And after that, I've never, I never looked at her the same. I lost total respect for her. And... Yeah, but she was a nice gal. But that was a big red flag. It's not because she couldn't cook. It's not be. It's the fact that someone who's afraid to ask for help when it's obvious you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like if I'm not just gonna go in your engine, take out your engine, just move shit around and keep doing shit when I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Put it back in your car and be like. Yeah, the reason why, like, when you turn on your car, your engine blew out. Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you. I didn't know what I was doing. It's like, hey, how about you just don't... How about you just tell me that to begin with? How about you just be honest? It's okay just to say you don't know shit. I'm like, yeah, but I wanted to try. It's like, hey, don't waste my fucking money. That's what she did with my bread. So I prevented a situation eight years from then, if we would ever got married, had kids, and all that shit, where 
not only would I have had to deal with burnt toast for the rest of my life, which is inhumane. I'm not even a toast guy. But how the fuck do you fuck up toast? But I would have had to deal with a bunch of things she would have fucked up and cost me money. And that's one thing I do not deal with well. Things and unnecessary situations that cost me fucking money. Because I worked too hard for it. At that time, I didn't. Because I was part-time. I had one job that worked at. But it's still the point. A woman that will burn your toast is going to burn your wallet. And she's going to put a hole in your future. And... Like, if she burns the toast and feeds your kids, there's no nutritional value in that. I mean, you're already getting the cheapest $1.50 loaf of bread that's, you know, buttermilk bread and shit. Like, you obviously don't care too much about your kids, you know, digestive system. So, the least you can do is toast it correctly. Because you over-toast it, you kill the nutritional value. Like, come on, bitch. God damn. Um... (laughs) Uh, but hey, that was a story of Oliver and Company, like the toaster on the cover. And, uh, to my drink, take a shot from me. Uh, this is some champagne poetry. (laughs) It's getting a little toasty in here. (laughs) They call me Cinnamon Toast Crunch because, you know. I've been to El Salvador, and I like them churros. I'm sure that's not where churros are from. But, uh, euro. (laughs) Uh, I would get paid in euros, but, um, because I'm a great god. Huh? Huh? Get it? It's funny how Greek euros are sold at Arby's, and they also have roast beef, which I don't know roast beef. Is that American? It's roast beef, American. Euros are supposed to be Greek. But they have, like, a, a euro is basically like a falafel, right? I've never had a falafel. I feel like a falafel is like a combination of any place that's falafel. The name of the place is always pita something. And I'm not talking about the animal group. Because, ironically, pita probably wouldn't eat food that is at these pita bread places. Um... <laughs> It's always funny with these animal activists. These animal protect the animals. And they're probably the ones that have a fucking Michael Vick dog cage in the bottom of their basement. It's like, we don't neglect animals. Even though I just saw a story about a guy who kept his uh, son in a makeshift garage door. Or garage. Like, his makeshift garage area. And he put him, like, trapped him down there. And I'm like, I feel like he, like, in the way I looked at him, he looked like a guy that would be a member of PETA, the pet humanitarian place where they're all like, oh my God, they put this dog in this movie, like, oh my God, the basketball hit Airbud's nose, oh my God, it's like, it's CGI, you dumb fuck, it's a fucking talking dog. You really think they're sitting there just fucking spiking the ball in his nose, doing 80 takes, like, hey... Hey there, buddy. You gotta fucking get in the bucket, you dumb fuck. Um, <laughs> just because you're a golden retriever doesn't mean we have to treat you like, uh-huh. You know, one of those. It's like, you know what? That's the thing, man. These out, these, uh, what are they called? Uh, what are these people like? Uh, not grifters, fucking virtuous people right the ones that quote unquote stand for something there's a see here's the thing there's a fine line between standing for something Mm. having values having boundaries having your beliefs and what you believe in and then having this outrageous just if you don't do it like this you should you know you should be shamed we are this like, you're not part of us, you're against us. It's like, hey, there are people that take care of kids, but they're not part of anti-kid trafficking. Does that mean they're for kid trafficking? No. And sometimes people get in these groups so they don't be suspected of these things. And they get close 
to the source of what they're protecting so they can exploit and take advantage of. That's why you hear a lot of this shit with churches taking advantage of children. That's why you see a lot of these situations of, um, like, these ministries. And you see, like, oh, uh, like, adoption agencies or saving the hungry and stuff. And they get close and act like they're these savior figures. And they use that to strike the iron because they wouldn't be suspected. They're close to the vest. They can convince people that are in vulnerable situations that, hey, I'm here to save you. This is the way you save. Here's how you let me save you. I'm going to sell you for $800 on Wayfair and put you in a dresser. You know what? Because I care. I know your child's worth. That's why I hate these fucking know your worth people. Like, you know what? And you know what? There's these fresh and fit knockoffs. I actually came across a clip earlier. And this dude actually went viral. Like a couple months ago. And he got slandered by these commentary. I remember Alvin Preach slandered him. I remember there was a few of their pretty big commentary channels. And it was this. I think the podcast is called Unfiltered. And at first, it was this fresh and fit style, like guys. And then it was like the guys and the girls. And it was the same. And camera angle and all this stuff. A little less quality and fresh and fit. And he's like, now, rate me. It may one out of ten. Did that whole thing. And it was a viral. He's like, now you, you're a dumb bitch. Get the fuck out. He just copied that shit, right? And now, it's still the same podcast, but now they have a little different of a setup. It's still the same shit, what they're talking about. It's just regurgitated. These dudes have no business speaking about shit. He talks like a bitch. He talks about male dominance and all this shit. And he looks like a, you know, a sack of pillows. It's like, because honestly, if he was in a room with a real guy, that even... The guy believe like the way this dude talks to people, like he over talks. He like fucking interrupts motherfuckers when they're talking. And if someone did that to him, he would cry like a little bitch. If he was in a room with me, I would just smack the shit out of him, to be honest. And if he told me get the fuck out, I'd be like, What the fuck are you gonna do if I don't? You don't have security. You're not fresh and fit. What are you gonna do? Call the cops and be like, Hey, this guy won't get out of my podcast studio that I don't even own because it's not even in my house. <laughs> They're going to be like, stop being a little bitch. The same way you kick these other... You know what? If someone resists you to kick them out, then you kick them the fuck out. Do it to me, ho. Um, But anyways, now it's the same setup as the other... It's another type of less... Like, type of um, arguing and combative. They call the whatever podcast. It's basically the same shit. It's guys and girls in a round table. Too many cups on the table. And they're just regurgitating the same red pill and all that shit. It's not about whether you believe in that stuff or not. It's just, I watch these, I watch clips of these things. I'm like, none of these dudes, none of these girls, none of these people have an original opinion. Like, it's the same stuff you hear in this every same clip. But this guy, you know, it's un... It's just unfucking real. It's like, that's the thing. Like, I don't care if something's good or not. Just be original in who the fuck you are. Just have an original idea. I mean, at least, like, you know, be interesting. It's like, I don't care that they get subscribers. They're going to get subscribers and views just because of the way they do things. Like, what they talk about. It's all like this. People just want to hear what they want to hear. It's like there's literally 18 other shows, maybe of less stature, some more. that do the same thing as them. And But at least those other shows, at least there's a warranted ego. Like, when it comes to either they have status, they have money. You actually listen to them and actually feel like, you know what? This guy can get bitches. Huh, you know what? This guy, he can live a life where he can actually have experiences where he actually like you believe his experience of with these situations like this dude like these dudes they're just some dudes that if they weren't in a relationship with a girl and they were on an open market like no one would take them fucking serious let's be honest like i'm just like i'm not some of the judging man by the looks and shit like that but how he carries and how they carry themselves on the show and all this shit if they were on an open market 
which is what they talk about. Because you're, they always say you're only as faithful as your options, right? I don't think their options would be very much, at least genuine options. I'm just going to be real about it. He looks like a, you know, a short Sneeko. But at least Sneeko has like legitimate confidence and arrogance and has like a charisma about him in a way, right? These dudes... And, of course, they come up with a podcast name that's the most generic. Unfiltered. It's like, you're not unfiltered. You're just un-fucking-bearable. It's like, you are unoriginal. That's really what you are. You're unoriginal. Un- and, to be honest, you're, you're not even unfiltered. You're just saying the same shit. Oh, well, men, you know, we have all these... It's like, you know, men, uh, this and that... A woman, by the time she's 20... It's like, you know what? It's not that all that stuff's not true. But you're not the messenger that anyone's going to take that shit fucking serious about. All this shit you're saying could be 100% true. But the person it's coming from, shut the fuck up. Because the messenger does matter. The wrong messenger can fuck up everything. Alright. So, the moral of all that is, fuck these hoes. Um... (laughs) Here's my barometer of how all these, like, dudes that have this combative nature, when all of a sudden they get around people they feel like they can demean or in control of because they're in their home. I, like, if you put that dude on another podcast with other dudes who do not think like him, with other dudes that even they think like them, but they have a more physical presence or they actually are... More men that he would be intimidated by. Or men that he would have to respect. You notice how like people like that. They get it. They get around people that actually like embody what is more than what they can be at that time in their life. Or they just haven't assessed those characteristics of themselves. And they get around the people and it intimidates them. And they shrink. And they shrink like a Koopa Troopa. You know. It's... Like, it's damning. Like, it's fucking damning. If you put them on a podcast with real dudes, like, he would not be talking like that shit. And I get it. When it's your show, you have free range. You have to, you know, embody the picture and stuff. But you know what? I guarantee any dude that knows they could beat his ass, if he were to talk like that to him, they would just look at him and be like, shut the fuck up. You wouldn't do shit. Everything you're preaching, you are not the messenger for. So, but yeah. Uh, I know exactly what he would do. He would take a video like this. A channel with 56 subscribers. I've done many podcasts. I was not as successful. He would take like, see, that's why you only have this many subscribers. Because you a bitch and all this shit. And I'll be like, okay. Meet up, when and where. You know, he'd say, oh, well, you can't even afford to meet up with me, LOL. And then you'd be like, fly me out. Don't be a bitch. Fly me out. <laughs> Look at me creating a, I feel like Dylan did this. I'm creating a beef that's more unnecessary. I don't have beef with anyone. Just stay in my opinion. But he would just make all the things these people criticize about a woman or this, they're emotional in this, but then when they get sparked and mad by a woman, ironically, or just anyone, they become exactly what they hate. And it actually comes across as something, something I read. Some, yeah, it was something I read. I think it was a quote. But it was like a quote in a video. They said that the thing that you hate the most or that irks you the most about others is the thing that when you are in least control of your emotions, whether that's anger, uh, sadness, or whatever, it's because it reminds them of how you act in those things, right? So it's like when guys talk about they hate when women are so emotional and stuff, but then you see when they get angry or they get sad, they get really emotional and sensitive, like, guys are just so fucking sensitive. All these dudes that talk so much, you are so fucking sensitive. 
And to me, a sensitive person, especially a sensitive guy, is someone who has not experienced enough real turbulence in their life. This is my opinion. Because when I didn't experience much turbulence and I faced certain situations, I crashed and I failed. Because I did not face that type of um, challenges to overcome. But over time, as I've overcome that, I am, I mean, look, no one's ever immune to anything. But I'm very desensitized and I'm not always proud about that. But it's very important to one for survival, but two to actually become a more rational, become a more better individual to not focus on everything that doesn't matter. You have to not be so sensitive to every little thing, every little criticism. It's like, hey man, he'd be the type that's arguing in comments of someone saying, Oh, you're part or someone making a reaction video to their shit, calling him this and that. It's like, bruh. It's like, you have this, like people like this, they have a superior, they have this uh, complex about themselves that just because they are saying what they believe, that they're entitled to a, um, they are entitled to a model of sensitivity and understanding regardless And I think a way of thinking like that is exactly why you should not be talking about the very subjective, sensitive, and emotional subjects that you talk about. Because in order to talk about these subjects, you have to be able to conversate and have real discussions about getting down to an issue of something and individualizing it instead of just throwing con, instead of just throwing statistics or observations based off history and stuff is like yes men and women there are certain things men have benefits women have benefits yes typically men can elevate in life as they get older typically women from a looks and stuff will deteriorate and typically a woman's value goes down because of fertility blah 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 men's can continue going up as long as they can produce as long as they're making money yes all that is true. But you, you, you're neither. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know nothing about, you know, people that do this stuff. It's not really my, I think a lot of that stuff's a waste of time to just talk about all the time. Because those channels, let's be honest, those channels are not designed to better men. These are not... You know, Fresh and Fit had an argument. Kevin Samuels was the best example of someone who actually, yes, there was an entertainment value to it, but you can tell he actually gave a personal shit about developing and making people aware of why they're not getting what they quote unquote think they deserve. Because what you think you deserve is absolute bullshit. This word like I deserve within itself is a crazy it's a crazy thing to think of, thinking you deserve something just because you exist and just because you want it. Deserving is not just because you want it. Deserving is because you embody what attracts what you feel you deserve. And if you're constantly being shunned away and there's no signs that what you feel you deserve is being shown your way, maybe you're not, you don't attribute, you don't embody the attributes that what you deserve would be attract if you're truly a believer, like a lot of people are, especially let's be honest, especially women. Most women believe that um, you've got to believe what you deserve in order for all that to come to you, right? It's like, yeah, but there's still a logistics, there's still tangible things that you have to accomplish on or just because you think it and want it doesn't mean it's just gonna come to you that's not really this works but um yeah i don't know i just think a lot of that stuff's a waste of time look men and women are complicated most dudes are talking about shit and they've never even lived with a woman like look man i'll be honest 
I, I thought I knew a lot about. I thought, you know, look, you obviously know living with someone is hard. It's an adjustment. Anyone that's ever, regardless if it was with your first love or the person you end up being with and stuff like that. Could be the first person you move in with is the person that you're gonna live with the rest of your life, you know. In most cases, that is not the case. Cause getting through the process of living with someone, breaking in and adjusting someone, that is one of the hardest things that truly tests you. And it truly forces you to be honest about what's important to you, your boundaries and stuff. Because look, when you're just dating someone, you have all these ideal optimism but living with someone is an everyday thing and it is look it's hard right it's not nearly as hard now like it's actually pretty easy once you actually if you're with someone that understands you and you find a groove you find a thing that works around with each other it's a give and take like anything it does make you grow as a person but all these people that talk about this shit about Women and men dynamics have never even lived with the opposite sex. And until you do that, I do not give a single fuck about your view on marriage. I do not give a single fuck about your view on commitment. I do not give a single fuck about your view on loyalty. Because you know what? Everyone could talk about this shit when it, you don't have to apply the everyday life. You don't have to actually envision. You don't actually go through different things with someone that actually applies those characteristics that you fucking quote-unquote say is important or say you need but you get to say because oh people have expectations of me (laughs) it's not fair (laughs) well you know what until you apply it these things that you fucking talk about and not just talking out your ass about why dating is unfair why no bitches want you why no man wants to wife you up Shut the fuck up. I'm not saying you got to be married for eight years with kids. I'm not even saying you can't be divorced. Because you know what? Divorced people have a very good understanding of why marriages and why relationships can go awry. Even at one point, it seemed like it was the greatest thing on earth. Because that's more the reality. This fantasy of I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to be. Like, you just don't know. You just don't know, man. Like, until you live with someone, I do not give a single fuck about what you think about female nature. The only part of female nature you understand is what they decide to show you. And you have probably seen the negative sides of female nature because you know what? You have attributed behaviors where you receive the sides of female nature that treat you like a bitch, okay? That's the reality. And all men, especially when you grow up, go through younger, and you go through your mistakes, you don't know much. You only know what you see and what you're told, right? But until you have gone through those things of being embarrassed by a woman, um, actually going through the part of growing as a person and understanding, oh, this happened because of this. Uh, you know, at this time, yeah, you know what? It's good that that didn't work out because that over time would have made me miserable. And the thing is, until you actually have life experience with things like this, where you have to have a lot of evidence and data to give an understanding to people of what the fuck you're talking about, not just dating the same fucking girls in your town. Not just dating the same girls at the same level. Not just having the same type of relationships all the time to only last a certain amount of months. You only meet each other here and there. You have the same type of relationship. You just go out in your car and smoke weed and then have sex in the pool. And then, you know, go do a few things together. And, you know, she breaks up with you over text. And you'll be like, man, post on Instagram, man, you can't trust no one with loyalty. While you were cheating the whole time anyways. So you know what? I really don't give a fuck. And I think most people are tired of it. The only people that watch and listen to your shit. Are people with no real experience to actually take you serious. Just my opinion. Um, <laughs> that's a long thing to say. After just eh, just my opinion. Um, but yeah. How about you do something? And look. 
This is coming from someone who has a podcast where I just say a bunch of shit that is true to me. And I feel is true. But, you know, it's my experience. You know, look, I'm only 27 years old, right? But I have enough experience with certain things that I feel comfortable sharing. Like, when I hear certain people, I'm like, oh, you just haven't experienced enough. Or you've only had particular experiences because... Of the way you carry yourself. So you're going to continue getting certain experiences. That's the main thing. The way you carry yourself. If you consistently have consistent experiences. Good or bad. Is because of you. And what you allow. Your boundaries. And how you carry yourself. That attracts certain things. That maybe you don't like. Maybe you should correct those things. So you don't continue running those problems. It's called take accountability. For what you allow in your life. Look, when I first started dating, I, you know, I was considered a pushover. Not that literally, like, they run me over, but I didn't know anything. So I was definitely one of those, like, yeah, whatever you want to do. Because it, honestly, at the time, it didn't matter to me. But I was so young, I didn't understand. I didn't know anything about dating in that nature. That's why most high school dudes you see, it's like when you get older, it's cringy to kind of watch but you realize a lot of dudes just don't know like everyone's young you don't know shit you don't have enough experience to know like man that's gonna buy him in the ass one day but you know what he's gonna learn from that grow hopefully and take in the right way i've gone through all the things to now i've had more and more respectable relationships as i've gotten older because i've learned a certain way you grow as a man, you better yourself, and you actually know what the fuck is important to you. And when you know what's important to you, you attract things that complement that. You don't waste time doing things you don't care about. You don't waste time selling a girl something that you don't care about or that you can't fulfill at that point in time. And the main thing is be honest with who you are. Look at me. This is turning into the dating advice pod, right? Um, <laughs> I think when I talk low, it's like my real side coming out, not the bullshit I typically be spewing. But, you know, I've the more and more I've, like, here's the thing you'll realize. As a guy, the more and more you carry yourself better. You have a better respect for yourself, a better posture. You have better body language. You learn how to be a person of your word. You learn how to um, be just a better man. You grow. You're going to attract the type of girl that actually wants that. Like, you know, look, like me and my current situation, I'm very fortunate. I'm with a very mature woman. Um, I say mature like it's a fit like, <laughs> like you know a porn category was like 58 years old it's like no but she's very mature like she's a grown woman as I am a grown man she but the only reason why if I was who I was three years ago no she wouldn't take me serious and I probably wouldn't even be you know um someone I would have ever really pursued a relationship like this because I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know. But you, it's about the time in your life. You got to understand. And there's a maturity aspect that comes with that. It's like, hey, not every girl that broke up with me or didn't have respect for me in my relationship, not at, at those points in my life. It's not their fault. It's my fault for not being someone worth respecting at that time. And it's all because I just didn't understand how these things work. But over time, you mature. You, you understand what's important to you. And you'll attract those things. And so, you know, that's really the real natural way of building yourself up is you got to fail You've got to be shitted on. You've got to be, well, I don't want to say shitted on. But for a lot of dudes that go through this, like, you're continuously going through the same cycle because you just don't want to actually go through the work of bettering yourself and understand that that's not everyone's fault. 
for why you're not getting what you feel you quote unquote deserve. Because what you deserve is whatever someone is willing to give you. That's all what deserved is. This whole like deserved culture. It's so fucking weird to me. I don't get it. It's like when people say lifestyle. I don't understand what. The lifestyle is what you can afford, not just because you exist on this earth, not just because you want some. If you can find someone and you meet someone and they're willing to give you that, fine. But still, not really your lifestyle. You still have to have someone do that lifestyle for you. It's crazy to me. Like, you know, uh, I have lifestyle needs. It's like, all right, how much you make? Well, you know. I have a part-time job at American Eagle. It's like, <laughs> you're going to be living in a smaller box than my cat sleeps on. Um, <laughs> ain't that the truth? The truth. Um, <laughs> um, that's your lifestyle. It's whatever your situation is, whatever you can afford. Look, I understand it's humbling and all that shit. But you know what? That's a you problem. And so, yeah. But yeah, you know what? I'm actually very happy about this episode. But I I do think I'm going to end it there. Because you know what? This is my second episode today. And I got work tomorrow. I got shit to do. And I got really fucking pee. So yeah. That was episode 224 of the Alpha B Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most point, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Sorry, let me do that again. Don't forget to suck some titties. Yeah, I gotta give a little ring, you know. If I wake up a few people saying titties out loud, then uh, I guess it's just meant to be. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sorry about the voice being low. I guess this episode will be called The Quiet One. Yeah, The Quiet One speaking facts. Unfiltered. Like, shut the fuck up. All these channels is like unfiltered, uncensored, completely raw. It's like, so what are you all the time? I mean, what you're saying is not really true. It mean it's only half truths. It's only mostly true, but you only say certain parts because you don't want to offend no. I don't want to offend anyone in cancel culture. Well, you know what? If you're afraid of offending someone, then you a little bitch. So shut up. All right, guys. Have a great day or night or morning or anytime you say, hey, baby, I'm kind of getting sexy. Ooh.